Yo, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Third Down Sports Podcast. I am your host, Henry, and in today's episode, we have so much to get into. First off, just like every Monday podcast, we're going to hop into our Week 15 recap. Big things we uh, picked up on, big takeaways. Uh, yeah, just pretty much recapping Week 15 in general. Then after that, we're going to get into, I mean, NBA starts tomorrow. By the time I'm recording this, the NBA season is starting tomorrow. You might even be listening to this, and the NBA season has already started. But for me, the NBA season starts tomorrow, so I'm going to have my co-host, Augie, come on. We're going to answer some burning questions for the 2021 NBA season. That's going to be a lot of fun. And then after that, we're going to get into kind of, it's not like, it's going to be kind of like a game preview. We have a very good Friday night game, and it is Minnesota Vikings versus New Orleans Saints. So two big, two big NFC teams facing it off, and we're gonna do some predictions and yeah, just kind of like a little, a little preview of that game. So it's gonna be a lot of fun. This episode is gonna be awesome. But before we get into anything, we have a sponsor for this episode. Today's episode is brought to you by Naked Nutrition. Naked Nutrition provides you with pure protein powders and supplements to help you meet your nutrition and fitness goals. Naked Nutrition is completely transparent about the ingredients. That way, you know exactly what is going into your body. No additives means your body gets more of what it needs. I suggest checking out the grass-fed whey protein at at their website, nakednutrition.com. I'm telling you, it is so hard to find a good tasting protein powder, and this one, is it tastes so good. So I definitely recommend checking that one out. I have bought this one myself, tasted it, very good, very high quality. You can just tell it's just a good, it's just a good protein powder powder to have so you can get that and many more options right now you can go to their website and get 10% off your first purchase at nakednutrition.com by using the code pod that's 10% off using the code pod for first-time customers take your nutrition to the next level with naked nutrients so big thanks for them sponsoring today's episode but on to today's podcast we're gonna dive right in to recapping week 15 so much stuff to unpack here i mean Great week of football, but let's just dive right into it. I think the biggest thing that happened this week in football was the Jets' losing streak finally snapped. But I think also another big thing that happened along with this is their chances at Trevor Lawrence may also have snapped as well. I mean, with the stunning 32-20 to victory over the Rams. The Rams, that's a good football team. The Jets are now a 1-13, in 13, and, and actually that they have fallen to number 2 in the 2021 draft order behind the Jaguars, which is also 1-13. in 13. So it's going to be very interesting to see who ends up getting that first pick. And of course, I mean, when saying first pick, I mean getting Trevor Lawrence, of course, because most likely he's got to be the first pick. So it's going to be really interesting to see. It's going to come down to the Jaguars and Jets, most likely. New York finishes its season against the Browns and Patriots. Jacksonville against the Bears and Colts. If the teams finish with the same record, the Jaguars would hold the tiebreaker and get the first pick. So we have to keep that in mind. No matter like what the out, if they say they both lose the next two games on their schedule, which I mean, both of these teams are going against their next two weeks are going against good teams. So if they if they if Jets both lose to Browns and Patriots, Jaguars both lose to Bears and Colts, and they have the same record at the end, which will be one in fifteen, the Jaguars are still going to get that first pick. So, very interesting to see what is going to happen there. But moving on, I think another one of the biggest things that happened this week in football was Drew Brees returned after a after a long time being out with that f- very horrible fractured rib injury. It was good to see him back, but I mean, 
The return for the Saints, it kind of got off to a slow start. He opened the game 0-5 with an interception, which had never happened in his long career. Think of that. How impressive is that? He has never started 0-5. So his, he started off slow. I mean, we didn't expect him to come back and, th and start throwing touchdowns or anything, but he started off slow against the Chiefs, who were 13-1. Kansas City ended up beating the Saints 32-29 in a game where Patrick Mahomes threw for under 300 yards for the first time in six straight games. So I thought it was pretty cool that, that Drew Brees has, has never started 0-5 and Patrick Mahomes' record of 300 passing yards got snapped that game. Pretty cool to have that both happen in the same game, but the outcome of this game was, of course, Kansas City beats the Saints, but running back Clyde Edwards-Hilaire left the game with a serious-looking leg injury. I'm talking serious-looking leg injury. Like, it did not look good. You can go check it out for yourself. Did not look good. But yeah, that was, a, that was probably, I'd say, one of the best games. I enjoyed watching that game. I'd say that was probably the best game this week. But moving on to one of the game that wasn't that, a game that wasn't that fun to watch. But a, a pretty cool thing happened in the game. The Ravens took care of the Jaguars easily, as expected, winning 40-14. to But I think the big thing that actually happened in this game was Des Bryant scored his first touchdown since December 10th, 2017, when he played for the Cowboys. So it was pretty cool to see that. Lamar Jackson hit Des Bryant for an 11-yard score late in the first half. So, I mean, I always, I always loved Des Bryant back when he played. He was such an explosive wide receiver, and it was good to see him get back and score. I mean, this was his first touchdown in three years. I mean, that's pretty crazy. So I think that was definitely one of the biggest things that happened there. But moving on to our last little bit of recapping this week in football. And I think that this is probably, we saved the best one for last. Jalen Hurts. I mean, I completely understand if you were, I mean, I was too. If you were just completely spectacle about Jalen Hurts after his first start, I was like, I was like, is this guy really going to do good in the NFL? I mean, he was a good college player. Because, I mean, after his first start, he really didn't do that well as a starter. But on Sunday, that completely changed because he had an insane game throwing for 338 yards and three touchdowns and added 63 yards on the ground plus another touchdown. We all knew that the running ability was there. Everyone knew. Everyone knows that. I mean, he was great outside of the pocket. But he is a big play machine in the passing game too, which I completely did not expect this. This was completely unexpected for me. I just did not see this coming. I, I always knew, even when he was playing in college, I'm like, okay, this guy's got skill on the ground. He can he can get outside the pocket and he can get it done. But I did I I haven't. This was not something that we saw in college like this. If, if I mean, this is huge for the Eagles. Look, I mean, looking into next season, this is huge. So, I mean, the Eagles had six passing plays of at least 20 yards against the Cardinals. And, I mean, Jalen Hurts, he just looks better than, like, a Taysom Hill. Or, like, I'm trying to get at, he looked better than some of these NFL quarterbacks that we've been seeing so far. And, I mean, Jalen Hurts gets the Cowboys in Week 16. So, unless... Unless something goes completely wrong, I, I can see him putting up similar numbers like this against the Cowboys. I mean, I'm not an Eagles fan or anything, but if you're an Eagles fan, this is huge going into next season. I mean, they still have a chance to make the playoffs this season, which is also huge, but this is just looking good for them long term. I mean, they, I mean, Jalen Hurts has such a big future for them. I, I still just can't get over it. I mean, the passing, I just can't get over it. But I mean, Cowboys Week 16... If, if you have Jalen Hurts on your fantasy team, you're going to have to start him 
<laughs> he dropped over 40 fantasy points this week. And then going to the Cowboys this week, you're going to want to start Jalen Hurts in the championship fantasy fantasy game this week if you have him. So that was our week capping week 15. And we're now going to move on to our NBA questions. And sadly, we cannot do it with our co-host, Augie. He's busy right now. So it's going to have to be without him. But I'll answer these questions for you guys, give you guys some good answers. So let's just get right into it. So our first question is, do you think James Harden will finish the season with Houston? So this one is a little bit tough. I'm not going to lie. So the question is, do you think James Harden will finish the season with Houston? So we know that James Harden turned down that big contract, or not contract, big extension earlier. I remember the exact amount of money, but I remember it was like a lot of money. It was like over 100, 100 million. Like it was like a huge extension. He turned that down. So that's obviously saying something. He's just like, okay, I kind of want to get out of here, Houston. But I mean, at this point right now, the season starts tomorrow. And by the time you might be listening to this, the season might have already started. But for me, it starts tomorrow. So he's he's not starting with a new team for the beginning of the season. We know that. That's 100%. He's not starting with any new team as of right now. But if I was him right now, you, you kind of got to focus on, on like, watching out for COVID right now. I mean, Harden finally returned to Houston on Tuesday, and now he has to test negative COVID for six straight days before hitting the court. So I don't even know if he's going to be playing. Like, I don't even know what's going to happen with him. I really, I don't even know what's going to happen, honestly. I mean, we remember him, I mean, we remember all these trade talks. We remember uh, he might go to the 76 I remember I even talked about this, like, uh, a couple, maybe like a month ago or so. Because I, 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 th- I thought he was going to the 76 I remember talking about, like, how, what my thoughts were on the, if he would go to the 76ers. But then that kind of faded away, and then, like, the Brooklyn Nets popped up. And then, I'm like, and then I didn't even know what was going to happen then. And then all of a sudden, Westbrook gets traded for, for John Wall. And then it's just like, so are they just going to keep Harden there for now? Or are they going to get rid of Westbrook and James Harden? Like, what's even going to happen with with both these with both these guys right now? So, I'd, I'd say, to answer the question, let's answer the question, actually. I do not think James Harden will finish the season with the Houston Rockets. I don't know what team he's going to end up with. I don't know. I don't know. Who he's going to be playing, I, there's so many open ends with this that I can't give you a good answer, but I'm really going out on a limb here. I'm saying he's, he's just not going to finish with Houston. He obviously doesn't want to be there if he turned down that big deal. So I'm just going to say, no, he's not going to finish the season with Houston. And yeah, that's that's final. So move, moving on to question number two. And with question number two, it's kind of similar to question number one. It's like, I can't give you like an exact answer because there's just so many open ends and it's really just going to play out how it plays out. But question number two is, how do you think Steve Nash will perform as a head coach? So, again, there's a lot of, I don't like, this, I'm going to be guessing because, and of course, Steve, Steve Nash has never coached before. He has zero coaching experience. That being said, he definitely has some basketball IQ. I mean, he was a great player. He's one of my favorite players of all time. Uh, he's, I mean, he's just a great player. He's got great basketball IQ, but he has zero coaching experience. Um... I mean, he's gonna have a good team. He's got weapons. He's got Kevin Durant. He's got Kyrie Irving. I, but that's a whole another that's a whole another discussion with them. But Steve Nash as a coach, I think again he's got a he's got a fully loaded roster with so many weapons. But will he be a head coach? This is so tough. The Knicks are definitely taking a huge risk 
with Steve Nash as head coach. But again, the basketball IQ leaves the team with a plenty of upside. Of course, now that Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving are both healthy and available to play, Brooklyn will have a team that will that we're going to be watching for many reasons. It's going to one reason to see how Steve Nash is at head coach. Another reason to see just watch Kevin Durant and Kyrie go to work. And there's a couple other reasons, but those are the two big ones. So, how do you think he will do as a head coach? I think he will do great. I mean, he's got a loaded roster. He's got great basketball IQ. He's got great knowledge. I think he would do a fine job as head coach for for the for the Nets. That's, I mean, he's he's such a, he was such a good player. But moving on to our next question, question number three: Will the Clippers contend for a top spot in the West? So. The Clippers are coming off of kind of a disappointing season, really. I mean, we saw them fall to the Nuggets in the Western Conference semifinals. I, they, I mean, they made a nice run. They made it all the way to the semifinals. But it was just kind of a letdown when they lost to the Nuggets. I mean, just to the Nuggets, seriously? I mean, like, really? That's to the Nuggets? And then, of course, uh, I mean, they always got Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. I mean, those guys are, on, like, that's a great duo right there. Those are some great players. I mean, I think Kawhi Leonard is definitely one of the best players in the league right, right now. But they've got some good weapons. Trading away Montrose Harrell definitely didn't help them. But the team will have a new coach under Ty Lue, who is taking over from Doc Rivers. Though, if you ask me, Doc Rivers, I mean, I I don't understand why they really fired him. I mean, I, I, mean, I understand it. I understand why they fired him. But, I mean, he was a good coach. And I think they just kind of, they just kind of felt, I mean, they... It's tough to say. I think Doc Rivers is a good coach, in the, and he's very smart. He's got very good basketball IQ. But anyway, they're bringing in Ty Lue. Uh, he's a great coach. I mean, he was the old Cavs coach, if you remember, when LeBron played at the Cavs. Uh, I mean, of course, when you think about it, he did great with LeBron playing, and then LeBron left, and he got fired. So, I mean, is that a coincidence? I don't know. But probably not. So, not only will the Clippers have to get past their L.A. rivals, the Lakers, but the Nuggets, again, like I was talking about last podcast, the Nuggets are looking very good with Michael Porter Jr. coming in this season, and they're going to be using him to his full potential, I feel like. So they have three superstars on this roster and a bunch of other also good players. So the Nuggets are definitely going to be somebody to look out for, but we're not talking about the Nuggets right now. We're talking about the Clippers. If Kawhi Leonard and Paul George can maintain their health and the team can resolve any tension... The Clippers should have a chance to run, make a run all the way to the NBA Finals. I I know that's bold, but honestly, I don't see why not. You know, I don't see why they couldn't make it all the way to the finals. I mean, what's stopping them? They they get past the Lakers. Uh, I know, they get past the Lakers. They get past the Nuggets. I know that's not. I know that's very hard. So they get past them. Who's really in that? Who's really in the way to stop them after they get past those guys? I know that's easier said than done. But again. Bring it back. Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, again, if they can stay healthy, I think that this team can have, definitely definitely has a high chance to make it all the way to the NBA Finals. Like, for real. Not even kidding. But moving on to question number four, which player will be better off with his new team, John Wall or Russell Westbrook? This question I like. This season will be very interesting for both of these players. John Wall says he is healthy and better than ever. I don't know about that. West Westbrook is getting a fresh start alongside one of my other favorite players in the NBA right now, Bradley Beal in Washington, which is kind of interesting because I remember back the head coach of Washington saying that they were going to build around Bradley Beal. So are they building around Bradley Beal by bringing in Russell Westbrook 
Are they going to bring around Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal? Or are they just going to stick to what he actually said and be honest and build around Bradley Beal? I don't know about that. But but what matters, they brought in Westbrook. Bradley Beal is one of the most underrated players in the NBA, 100%. He is a great player. And with, with him and John Wall, that was a dynamic duo back when John Wall was with them. But uh, Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal, I do not know how this is going to... How this is gonna play i i am super interested to see how this is gonna play out west westbrook on one hand has a skill set that requires him to have the ball when he is i mean he's his game is having the ball that's just his game and bradley beal on the other hand is a distributor so i i think that they should fit in good but there could be some bumps along the way like with russell westbrook and james Harden trying to share the ball I don't know how this is going to work out. That is one thing that I am very highly anticipated to watch in this season. With or without James Harden, John Wall will have an opportunity in Houston to show he can still be an all-star and he can come back and definitely, and definitely have a very good comeback here. I mean, it's all, it's all going to rely on how he adapts to spe- spending more time off-ball while with James Harden on the floor. Because again, going to James Harden and Russell Westbrook, they had a little bit of trouble sharing the ball. We all know that because James Harden's game also requires him to have the ball in his hand. That's just the way he plays. It's not a bad way to play. It's just the way he plays. So we will see how that happens there. John Wall, I haven't seen him play in a while. I can't say what his game is, is all about because I, I don't know what is, what's going to come when he comes back and starts playing. So I, I honestly don't know what's going to happen now. There's a lot of open ends to this. But yeah, it's good. I'm super excited to see uh, John, uh, uh, Russ Westbrook and Bradley Beal duo and a James Harden and John Wall duo. Those are all four very, very good players. But moving on to our last NBA question today, and it is can the 76ers step forth with Doc Rivers as head coach? Like I was saying earlier, Doc Rivers is a very smart guy, high basketball IQ, a great coach. Uh, but the 76ers are facing pressure in the East, with the Miami Heat coming off of a finals appearance, and the Nets expected to be a very good team, as I was talking about earlier. I mean, with the packed roster, and hopefully Steve Nash has a good head coach. But time is running out for Philadelphia to put together the pieces of its lineup and where Doc Rivers exactly is going to come in. So, the former LA Clippers coach said he was motivated to take the job due to the team's talent. Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid have struggled, 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 struggled to in recent seasons and with injuries and inconsistent like support. It's just it's been ugly to watch. But Doc Rivers will be tasked with drawing the best for Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid while while forming a reliable, while forming like a, just a good team in general. If new leadership is not the answer, the team. Well, they're going to have to be forced to take a new direction if this new head coach isn't like what they're looking for, basically. But then they're just going to be forced to, to just move in some other direction. I don't know what that direction is going to be, but they're going to have to. So yeah, that was our NBA 2021 questions. And we're going to move on to our game preview for the Minnesota Vikings and the Saints. So this game should be pretty good. Michael Thomas will not be available for the Saints against the Minnesota Vikings. We have to keep that in mind. But the last three games of the 2020 NFL season will be as, have been so big to the Minnesota Vikings as I hope to wiggle their way into the playoff picture. 
I don't know if they will. I, I, I don't know if this is such a big game for Minnesota. As it stands, the team is on the outside looking in when when the postseason will come to them. And will they will need to win their remaining games to get some help if they want to get into the playoffs. I mean, they have, they have to win this. Like, you know, like they have to win this this game. Like, if they don't win this game, they're going to be in trouble. This game is on Friday, which is Christmas Day. So that will be pretty fun to watch football on Christmas. I always like to do that. But coming down to our prediction, I am going to have to take the Saints in this one. Now, I'm going to say the score is going to be is going to be pretty high scoring. I mean, both elite offenses here and defenses on the lower side of the NFL and just all around defense. But I'm going to go high scoring and I'm going to take the Saints. I'm going to take the Saints 24 to 21. It's going to be close. It's going to be a great game. And yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun watching on Christmas. But anyway, that's going to wrap it up for today's podcast. I really hope you guys enjoyed and were up to date and entertained. Uh, it sucks that all you can make it with us. Hopefully, he will be here for our next podcast. I'm going to try to fit in a Thursday podcast. And we can talk some NBA and some upcoming games or some week week 16 games. So, it should be a lot of fun. Thank you for sticking around. If, I mean, if you're listening to this, you stuck around to the end. I don't know how. Thank you. I ranted for 20 straight minutes. Thank you so much for listening. And make sure to check out our social links in the description, Twitter, Instagram. you got to subscribe. If you're not subscribed to the YouTube, I don't know what you were doing. But anyway, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, follow on Spotify. I'm Henry. Peace out, everybody.